Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Candyland. Let's go, baby. I fucking missed you so much. We didn't record together last week, and I swear to God, the vibe in my life is completely off. I really feel like it's been a long time since we recorded. Like, our, like a lot has happened since the last time that we had a solo episode. I know. So much has happened. I, I just fucking miss you. My world feels complete now. I'm so ready to like zen out with you. You look hot tonight. You look ravishing. You look like well, you're glowing. Oh, well, thank you. I love thank your you. shirt. It's so cute. It's a dress. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look- Y'all need to be on the Patreon because Gemini's is looking fire. Fire. Uh, okay. Love it. <laughs> so tonight... We're going to be talking about soul attachments, soul ties, being dictated by other people's energies, being dictated by things that are outside of yourself. We really want to talk about the internal peace that comes from validating your own experience and working through your own experiences instead of looking to others to guide you or lead you and I feel like we're at a regenerative time it's about to be fall and that's when everything starts shifting into winter and I feel like hibernation mode and reflection is going to be major vibes I agree. And it's also the first of the month that we're recording this. And I feel like the first of every month always feels like a reset. Like you're redoing your intentions with things. You're redoing your money bowls. You're like, okay, well, that was in the past. I'm going to start a new cycle. And so I feel like that's the perfect time to be getting that stink coochie energy out of the way and be bringing in that fresh new floral scent, you know? Yes, I feel like every month has its own energy, like the month itself has like a dictating energy. And I feel like September and October are my two personal like favorite months of the year besides my birthday month, our birthday month. And who doesn't like May? Everyone loves May. But I feel like a lot of people hate on September for some reason, like the Green Day song, Wake Me Up When September Ends, like when you said people hate on it immediately I was like wake me up did you hear it in your head yeah yeah that's how I feel that's that's a whole vibe I've always liked September because I always have so many Virgos in my world and my little brother's birthday is the second and then I have birthdays that happen throughout the month I always feel like I get the most money that comes in in September. And I feel like it's because I spend the most money on other people's gifts and like on giving them things. And I always find that the more that I am giving to somebody, the more I end up getting. So I fucking love September. Keep me here. Keep me wide the fuck awake. I want to see all the money come in. You know, I was just using my Benjamin baby oil by Big Empress Energy. And that's from the piece of money. 
came out. I love oils. I feel like here lately, I've been transitioning. I was going to like draw it out um, into like a new way of thinking about money. Like I just don't even worry about it whenever I have to like do something with money. I look at it as like a, a real blessing to be able to have money to spread or spend. And a lot of people look at it as like, look at this money's leaving me. But I'm like, look at this money empowering me, making my life, you know, easier or more fluid or whatever. I just feel like I've released the reins on like always needing to make money or thinking about money 24 seven. I know a lot of people um, talk about that. Like they are just obsessed with it. And I just think the more that you take the pressure off of it, the more that it flows in. So like you said, you're, you're buying gifts, you're exchanging energy and it just follows that. It's like a trend. It's an energetic trend. And the more that you adapt to that frequency, like literally the other day, I got a check in the mail, um, unexpectedly for like over $500. And it was like, the most random thing ever because it had nothing to do with really anything that I would have been expecting right like it was just some I overpaid on something and like a year ago and so they were just like here's your money back a year later so whatever a $500 check came through and I was just like wow this is really popping that's amazing I once heard somebody say that every time that you uh pay a bill you should say thank you for having the money to pay that bill. If you're paying your power bill, then you should say thank you so much for giving me power and keeping my family warm last month. I'm giving you this money as an exchange in my gratitude. And once you do that, you start looking at things, um, being grateful for being to pay being able to pay what you can, even if you're not able to pay another bill at that moment, you still have money to pay for one thing. And that still gets you closer to your, to your accomplishment and brings more abundance coming into you. Yes. I say, thank you. I say, thank you about all the things, especially whenever I go eat somewhere that I really like, like to eat. I'm always like, thank you spirit. Like, and actually the wild thing <laughs> is the night that I got that check, um, I had just went and bought like $150 worth of crystals. And a lot of people will be like, wow, you're crazy. You just, and I bought gifts, like you said, for my mentor, she's a Virgo. Her birthday is actually on the third. And she, um, I got her this really bomb, like carnelian flame is what it was called. And I got me some cool stuff and I got someone else a gift um my mother so yeah it was just a vibe and then I came home and had that check so I was like let's go let's do that shit okay so I your idea was talking about soul family and it made me think of so many different things so I would love to hear what was going on in your mind when you're like this is the topic we should do well, I think recently I've noticed, especially with the podcast, like the people that we're collaborating with, the people that are coming in to like the circle, especially listening to our newest episode, I just feel so empowered about how the connection and the community is like coming to life. And I feel like, you know, for a lot of people, especially, um, the Pluto and Scorpio generation, like we had like some crazy 
upbringing and just the times like, you know, 9-11 happened in our childhood, just different things that changed the course of the world, the trajectory of our timeline. And I just feel like we are examining all of that. And now we're starting to be able to wean out those people that we were holding space for that were just taking up space rather than actually bringing energy or uh, affection or reciprocation to the table. And I feel like a lot of people are starting to cut people out. And as we speak on energy, you have to have space for what you're asking for. So I feel like I've been making a lot of space. I know you've been energetically doing a lot of shadow work, making space. Like that's why I feel like soul family is so important because when you get in tune with yourself, you attract people that you didn't expect. And I'm really excited about, um, the next couple of months because there's like different people visiting I know you're, you're gonna try to come visit so it's just like so many people are coming into my life but also at the same frequency people are exiting my life I agree with that I think that it's been this period of cleansing and getting rid of things and relationships that no longer serve and it does feel like there's all of this room now for new people. And I didn't realize before how much energy people who are not energetically in the same space as you can really take. And once you start removing that and you assess, okay, like we talked before about how much give and take does this relationship give? And is this something that um, is enhancing me and helping me evolve? Or is this something that keeps me back? I just noticed that I'm able to attract something totally different and really change my mindset when I don't have people in limited small perspectives around me anymore. Yes, because the energy that's around you, it's kind of like, you know, you're plugging up to things that are giving you viruses and sickness and, you know, like ill intention of those around you for themselves or for towards others, like it will eat you alive. And there's so many people that could not actually genuinely clap when someone else is winning if they are equally amount losing in retrospect. Like you getting a new job or getting engaged or whatever, someone really if they're not present in their own power, they're not going to be able to really celebrate with you. They might be there physically, but like mentally in their heart, it's like, why isn't it happening for me? Or what's wrong with me? And like, it's, it's a competition with you. And a lot of times people are doing that in their inner circle. And that's why here lately bringing so many people from the outskirts, like the outer circles and bringing people in. It's like almost like speed dating for the soul family. It's like, you kind of get exposed to a lot of different energies. I mean, look what you're doing with Covenant of Rejects. Look what we're doing with our podcast. It's like a lot of cohesiveness and like um, intention is going into that, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, and I feel like so much intention goes into what we do because I don't think people understand from the outside that like having a podcast or doing what we do, we do our own marketing. We do our own research on things. We do our own finding our own topics. We do our own editing, our own producing. You know what I mean? Like we, we go out and find guests that are going to be coming and make sure that it aligns with what we're trying to do. And there's so much love and intention that goes into that. And I think that that's why we 
are so careful about who we're putting in our vicinity while we're doing that, because we are doing something where collectively people are hearing us and we influence the energy of the people who are tapping in with us. And I think that it is so important that we're intentional and intuitive also about kind of who's in our space. Um, What's something for you that you feel like when we're talking about like attracting people who are like on your vibration and who are your soul family and things, what are some characteristics that you look for in people that somebody who has no idea how to elevate their friendships could benefit from? I really look at people on a perspective of like, how well can you connect with this person without needing to know what you're about to connect about. You know what I mean? Like kind of like some of the guests that we've had, how the conversations it's, it ends up being more of a conversation and like everybody's putting in their energy, but we didn't plan that. Most podcasts are like interviews where, you know, we do ask some questions, but I feel like it's more of a conversation in the heart of the episodes. And I think that one thing I look for is those people that you can just connect with deeply, but also on like the fly, like just out of nowhere. Like that's the energy that I'm like, wow, like I'm interested in this person. They interest me. They're bringing mystery or, you know, insight into my life. Things that maybe I haven't been exposed to, like literally since Sean was on the podcast talking about neurodivergent, my cousin started a whole foundation for it. And now I'm going to reach out to her and just be like, yo, this is really aligned. And my grandmother was like, did you know that? And then I, and like was asking me everything about it. And I was like, this is briefly what I just learned about it. And it was just today that that happened. So there's that. I think that's so fucking beautiful. Attracting energy. And then several people wrote both of us, you know, talking about, the connection to that vulnerability. So I feel like, you know, when I'm really connected with someone, whether it's in a session or it's in an intimate setting, I feel like I really draw those deeper energies out of people. And like you and I together are very fluid together and we like work with each other very well. So bringing that energy out of other people, um, that shows me depth. I need to see depth in a soul family member. If I'm attracting someone, I want to see depth. And I'm even cool, like with some deep, dark, like trauma depth. Like I'm cool as long as you're not drowning in your depth. As long as you're at like a balanced state of mind with your ups and downs of life. And like we've all been pieces of shit or, you know, crazy motherfuckers. But at the end of the day, like those times teach you a lot more than when you're in your comfort zone. I agree with that. I was going to say too, that, um, the main thing for me when I'm thinking like, is this a friendship that like elevates whatever I always attract towards people who teach me something. So like, if I have a conversation with you and we're talking for 10 minutes, you, I should learn something from you. You should hear me say something and give me an energy perspective on that or like a different perspective on that. Or I should hear you talking about something and go, wow, I like the way that their mind works. Like I, I want to learn about that. That's literally um, a Gemini in you. That's <laughs> you're a Gemini. And that's exactly like the stereotypical Gemini is like inquisitive, talkative, learning, expressing 
expanding like that's like the if you like textbook like a Taurus it's like napping and eating a Gemini is like talking asking questions being inquisitive yeah that would be me I get bored so like I know that you might be a very nice person and you may be very cool but if I look at you and your flavor comes off like a saltine cracker, I'm going to get bored and I'm going to move on really quick, you know? So like, <laughs> I just, that's what I look for. You lose interest. And if people aren't keeping your interest and I think I also um, look for that, but on like an emotional scale, like I really like people who have like a deep sense of looking at the world. And like some people like are looking through that in, in different lenses, but I feel like those are the people I attract to, especially just like everyone listening, like the podcast guests that we've had, like some deep stuff. Like I loved when Jasmine was like, I'm breaking up with my boyfriend and I'm moving oh and we're like, does he know though? <laughs> like I, I listened back on that and I like really laughed because I was like, what if he didn't know? You know what I mean? I was sitting there and when she said that, I was just sitting there like, wait a second, does he know? Is that something that, I was so glad that you asked that question. Literally. And I think the cool thing about expanding energies right now is like, you don't know what you're going to get. Like, you don't know what's going to come from an email or a connection. And right now, like I'm back in the phase of just like randomly connecting with the most random people like out of the blue like energy and they always say like things come to you and you're not looking for it and all of a sudden everything that I was trying to zoom in on like I took a step back zoomed out was like really in my own zone and now it seems like the doors that I thought were closed are like opening or whatever and I think they're opening in a direction that I didn't even see coming so it's like what's actually coming because it's unfolding really rapidly and wild as fuck right now my reality right now is like it feels like a whole movie like the like someone's watching from another dimension and they're like season four is about to start like the finale happened and now season four is about to pop the fuck off just knowing like small pieces of what's going on right now I literally feel like your world is like doing this earthquake thing and it's like Polly Pocket was so comfortable and then one day and then there's fucking earthquake and everything's switching on you and you're having to figure out what the fuck is going on and what's real and not real also like you know you were saying things that like you're attracted to whatever the whole time you were just talking about that all I could think of was throat tattoos so um I'm manifesting that in your future too that like the sexiest throat tattoos just slide into your dms <laughs> with their strong arms <laughs> oh my God. so that's became a personality trait for me I guess so it's like, <laughs> um who knows me now is like okay well that's pages type so that's funny that you would even say that but I personally am at that point where I feel like I have transformed in such a new direction that I don't even know what's coming next because it is all crumbling like everything that I thought is like crumbling so I'm like okay I'm not gonna attach to that or being sad I feel like a lot of this is a test on if I'm gonna like 
transform and transmute that energy into something that is empowering or motivating or inspirational because normally when I'm upset I'm very inspired like poetically inspired emotionally inspired like that's whenever like the juices the creative juices really get going for me um that's how like I express myself like if I am sad or I am upset about something so I feel like when things are suddenly changing in anyone's reality a good way to cope is to like really retrospect look into the situation and see like those patterns and how you're being tested in a pattern somewhere some pattern somewhere I agree with that and I also like your perspective on it and I think I want to point it out is you know that all of these things are changing right now and instead of being like oh my god everything's fucked up you're like okay how am I going to use this energy to like build on next what am I going to be doing next and it's so naturally just a part of your personality and that's why I love when we get to just talk, when we get to do the episodes that are just us, because having guests on is always really fucking cool, but just us getting to have one-on-one, I always feel like my energy just gets like fucking balanced. Yes. I love it. And I think I bring a lot of balance into the world around me like I am all about harmony and motherfucking peace baby so if you are disrupting my peace you gotta go period like you just gotta go like I can't do the drama or like the charades or the fucking circus all that for the internet for Instagram for whoever I can't do that shit like I'm a private person who posts a lot but y'all really don't know me like what I post and what you see is like nowhere near what or who I really am and I think it's cool because here lately I've been building so many like new friendships in the last few years that I'm like getting to know people that didn't know me before right like they didn't know who I used to be what's fucking hilarious about that when you say that is I'm thinking on your content right I'm thinking like what do you share about yourself you are Jim I get to see your peach And then you show your selfies. And so we get to see the red lips. So we know you got a nice booty, red lips. Then you'll show your cards and we're like, dang. And she's like intuitive as fuck too. And then you'll post some like sarcastic meme here or there and like tell people to get their shit together real quick. But as far as like what's going on in like your day to day, Nobody knows shit. They just know you're fucking hot and you read cards real good and you've got your podcast. There you go. And you can lick it like a lollipop all day. You can suck on that and let it simmer. Listen, you were called the trap guru by Bunny and I will never, that needs to be in your bio. Literally, I am in love with Bunny. I just fucking love everything she does. And when she says stuff, it's just like, it's just such an icon in the making. Like, like watching her life is like just unfolding in such a beautiful way. And like, I just want to shout out, like it was her and Jelly's anniversary yesterday. And I just like, they're the only couple that I want to be like, like they're the only inspiration as far as like, a relationship that I admire everyone else can kick rocks like I don't care who it is or what people obsess over because the only couple that I care about is Bunny and Jelly someone called her the punk rock Dolly Parton and I can't get it out of my fucking brain 
I love her. Oh I my think God. that go ahead. What? I totally had a bunny moment at the gym today. I walked up to the cable machines and you know, sometimes people will use both sides because they're like swinging it in like they like they're so strong. But this guy was facing the other direction, was using a totally different machine. And I came up and I bought my own attachments because I'm not waiting. I'm not trading and I don't want to touch all the shit that people touch. So I had my own thing pull up about to do my thing. I got my music on. I literally am not paying attention to nothing. This dude gets my attention to let me know that he's also using that machine as well as an additional machine that he could have just been rotating the two attachments, the two attachments, like milk and the cow on the one machine because it's a rotator. You know what I mean? So I'm over here trying to use my own thing and he is arguing with me. I'm talking for a solid five minutes, me and this dude argued. And I'm like, yeah, bro, take the attachment that's here and put it on there and rotate. He's like, I have two sets left. And I'm like, okay, cool. Do them over there. And he's like, and every other cable machine is taken. And, I, and it's literally peak time at the gym. Like peak time is like, 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. If you're there in those five hours, that's when 95% of the people that go to the gym are there as well. They're open 24 hours. If you want to take up two machines, go at 4 a.m. Go at 7 a.m. Go at 10 a.m. What but a douche. Do not come in here at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, the busiest time, and try to tell me that you're taking up both machines that you could just rotate the damn attachment off of and do the same so shit. What was your response at the end? How did it leave? I did not move and I did my shit. And then he started, and I was doing like the leg pulls with the leg attachments. And normally I like to swing my leg up. So he was trying to take as much room as he could, like just being extra for no reason. And he literally was wearing new balances and looked like he um, literally hates women or thinks women are property. Like that's how I felt. And I was like, yeah, bro, I'm not. I'm not getting it. I'm not. And I just like stood there and gave him the craziest look. And then for at least two minutes, we had a solid just eye contact moment. And he was just kept saying, really? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. For fucking sure. I didn't like cuss because like my adrenaline was getting going. Like I didn't know if I was going to swing on dude for real. I swear to God, you will just find me right next to you if that happens i will not have to fly i will just fucking teleport next to you if you have to fight a grown man he and his new balances i will chuck norris's throat literally like i i don't even know like he totally went home and like called his brother or his cousin and was like you won't believe what this bitch at the gym did today like a woman with the audacity to not be in the kitchen and using my machine legit yeah and i'm thinking like for one if you want a gym that's not busy go to a private gym or whatever like do you but like don't come in here it wasn't even like he was using both at the same time. Cause when people are doing that, I would never walk over there. Like they are using both sides, but bro, you're rotating something that is as simple as just unhooking the, the switch. Like don't play with me. So just a little fucking side note, 
people will come for you no matter how much you're healing or attracting good things. Equal amount of balance will still happen. And it's about your reaction. I could have been like, dude, this is small dick energy. Or I could have really made him mad. But instead, I just stared at him like he was dumb as fuck instead, which was equally making him just as mad. And I wasn't doing what he was requiring me to do. I'm like, I'm not. I'm I'm here. And he looked up like he was going to suggest I move. And I'm thinking, there is no other too much. I'm just remembering you talking a couple episodes about how uh, Leo through Scorpio season, you don't want to fuck around because you're not having it. Uh, you're you're just ready. And I quote, and I quote from Leo to Scorpio season, my favorite times of the year. Um, Cause I know you hated cancer season and then, yeah, like. I fucking hated cancer season. I love Taurus season because it's my birthday, but the real seasons that I resonate with the most would be Leo, Virgo, Libra, and Scorpio. In that four little dynamic, four is the number of this episode. In that four, it's balance, it's foundation, baby, and that's when shit gets real. That's when people, aka seasonal depression comes back. That's when your mind convinces you that you're sad because it's dark outside. Like, you know what? I get the most depressed during summertime. Really? I've always, yeah, it's always been like that. I find a lot of comfort in like rain and things because I am more like introspective, I feel like. And people don't want to go out and they don't want to do things and like be social in the wintertime generally. When it comes to summertime, I get a lot of anxiety. There are a lot of people out. It's very hot. So I'm physically uncomfortable. I get, more migraines so I'm more irritable during the summer too and I just feel like I'm the opposite of that I think you like thrive in like sunshine and getting that in and I feel very overwhelmed by everybody being there by everybody's energy being charged it makes me uncomfortable when I go out in public because people having charged energy isn't always positive and I feel like everybody else is also hot and irritable. So they're like touching you with their sticky little bodies when they walk by you places. And I just would rather not. Yeah. I really see a lot of different energy, especially um, being like a gym rat <laughs> being there like five, six days a week, you know, like you just see so much shit at the fucking gym, but never in my life have I had somebody be so like entitled to a machine um and then I guess like that attitude carried on because later in my workout someone came up and I had just sat down like I'd barely done one set you know what I mean and they're like how much longer do you have and I gave them this crazy look and they apologized and walked away and they looked scared and they walked far away it wasn't like they just stood over there and waited like they walked far away but I was like really um, is that typical that people will like ask you questions or rush you? Yeah, they try to. It's, it's best I work out at home. Yeah, they try to. Um, it gets, like I said, really busy and people feel very entitled. There's this, um, there's several people who have like got on my nerves before, but never to the level of today. But yeah, people do that. 
people do that I would never do that I just see that someone's on it and I just walk away and find something fucking else to do and then as soon as I see them get up off I dart over there or whatever I need to do to get on there you know what I mean but there's a couple popular like leg machines that everybody wants and honestly they should put like two or three of them in right if it's like the most popular thing but whatever I don't know I try not to complain because it's first world problems to be arguing with people at the gym like that's people like me who also probably just work eat go to the gym and that's it because if you filter in the gym there really isn't much time for a social life like at all you know what I mean so I feel like people make the gym their life and most people go in there and they're just being social so I kind of made it apparent for like the first couple years to not be social at the gym because I want to get shit done I'm not trying to converse the whole time right I mean some yeah I like to say hi I've got some people that I've like bonded with or whatever obviously like I like to talk but I'm when you're listening to music and you're trying to work out you can't really be talking um while we were talking about men um I (laughs) sorry I I instantly I had to gag um I (laughs) um I wanted to talk something that keeps on coming up in the readings and I know I told you I wanted to talk about with you is I'm finding a lot of uh codependency that's making women specifically that I'm reading not going for their own elevation and reaching their own goals and putting energy into that because there is so much energy being put into getting uh words of re- words of appreciation from their spouse so specifically like oh I want to do such and such but you know, I think that my husband would be upset if I wasn't spending that time with him or I'm looking for like people specifically looking for validation from their partner. Is this enough? Am I doing the right thing? Should I be doing this? Do you think I look pretty like this? I'm only working out because I want to keep a man happy, that kind of thing. And you and I have the same opinions, I feel like, mm-hmm. um, as far as like what we independently do, what we're going to do there's not a man involved in that. It's my personal mission. And I come from it as somebody who's married and started being in the beginning, being very codependent and finding my own way. And you come from it in a situation where you're single and you're doing your own shit. And a man has to match that energy in order to be in your rotation. So I kind of wanted to talk from two different perspectives because this is so fucking common. Yes. So I personally, as someone who likes words of affirmation for a love language, like, but more in like a a feeling way, like, how do I make you feel kind of thing? Not like you're doing great on the service level. Like love, love your this or that. Like so many people are so surface level. And I think that's where that codependency comes. It's like the internet has led us to like this instant gratification energy, you know, did I get enough likes? Did I get enough interaction or whatever? And it's like, well, I see, I see guys right on blah, blah, blah's pictures. And my husband doesn't say that to me. And it's like, but is your husband's love language in yours communicating clearly? Like, that's why like instantly on the spiritual journey, if I'm going to date someone, I want to talk about love languages, like 
fuck your favorite color and your favorite band i want to talk about your love languages i want to talk about like real real things because i feel like so many people avoid the real conversations because they're actually scared of who they are they don't accept who they are so for everyone that's doing that like if you personally don't accept yourself or love yourself or respect yourself you're going to be constantly seeking that support system outside of you and i used to be that person that had like a lot of friends but wasn't close with anyone kind of thing like had different friend groups for different activities and some good and some bad. And I feel like over that course of time, I really didn't know who I was or what I stood for because depending on who I was with depended on what I did. And it wasn't like peer pressure. It was more like self-sabotaging. And I think a lot of people in these connections, they're only with someone because it is a form of self-sabotage because they're running from their own dreams, desires, goals, fears, insecurities. If you need someone else to validate your feelings or validate you in a way that is your sole purpose in life, you are slipping on what it means to be in tune with yourself and you're blocking that out by distracting yourself with other people. And when you say that, I kind of feel like there's a personal insecurity where you don't really think you're going to be successful with it. You're really questioning, like, should I be doing that? Am I, am I going to be good enough at this? Is this going to be good enough? Will I be doing a bad job? And you almost want somebody to talk you out of it because then you can be like, oh, well, my boyfriend thought that it would be a really bad idea for me to do this. And so you have a fucking scapegoat. Facts. I love that. I love that perspective. So how do you feel when you're reading for someone what is your bias even like are they taking the advice or do you feel like they're biased to the information like do you feel like because they are so set in that tone that they're not even willing to shift their reality so I guess my question is why are they um why are they wanting you to validate their self-destruction or like their self um sabotage in a way you know what? It's actually so one of the people was uh, somebody that I read on Coven of Rejects and it's going to be this weekend's guest. And so I actually gave the advice of finding out their husband's love language. <laughs> so it was funny that you just said that because that was a huge thing. Um, what I'm finding is that there is a receptiveness to what's happening. Like there is an acknowledgement of, yes, I totally do this. Oh yeah, that's really good advice. Now, have I directly seen and heard them say that they're taking that advice into consideration and like moving from it? No, because the people who, you know, have multiple conversations and multiple readings the same way usually, um, I don't know how to explain. I feel like um I feel like the cards just pull it out on their own and sometimes people are like, yeah, you know what? That's totally true. You're seeing me. I'm going to work on that. And sometimes people are like, no, like I'm putting in work on things, but you're like, are you really? Because like you got all the all this other stuff that comes up in the reading too that I can tell you're not focused on anything. You just go where you're comfortable in that moment. And so then that's a whole different conversation to have because I 
and you're very similar where like if I keep seeing something that's coming up in the reading repeatedly I'll just be like so are we gonna work on this or are you just gonna pay me $85 every two weeks to read your cards like I could keep telling you the same thing but like do we how are we gonna shift this energy and do something about it and having people around having friends having podcasts like this where you hear how people change themselves out of those patterns I think is very important and needs to happen more I think the vulnerability to be like yeah I used to be fucking up too but I checked that I think you know I can admit that I have done some crazy stuff and I'm not even ashamed at all like fuck everyone like I don't care what people think and I think when you release the chains from your own like heart center like you open up your heart a lot of people get hurt and then they build all these fucking walls around themselves and then they won't let anyone in and then they play on the fence it's like half in half out energy and they're like that with jobs or they're like that in friendships or relationships or every area and you know some people have really great love life area but are paying a lot of karma around abundance and money or some people have like a really great family but have shitty relationships or you know really great relationships in a shitty family like it doesn't matter but one area of your life you have karma maybe even more than one we'll just say one for now for fun but if it is in your intimate connections that in reality and like real theory is stemming from a lack of something within yourself because you're seeking it from your family, friends, jobs, money, cars, clothes, drugs. It doesn't matter because something within you feels like that is your best case scenario. You know what I mean? And I think so many people don't realize where they get off the path and instead of saying, you know what, I started fucking up and I'm going to go back to the path, they stay off the path and like run wild and rambunctious and then they get into victim mode of why me or my luck's bad or I'm always last or no one chooses me and they convince these stories into their head and I deal with this on a day-to-day basis with people, even just manic ass people in my dm that i don't even fucking know talking crazy stuff like people go through these waves and they attach to them and they start identifying with them and then it's like a part of their personality or they develop this connection in their pain or in their stories or in their illusions and people who like rush things or are not patient have some type of lack because you are not seeing that if you are patient and you're not settling for, you know, tender dates or whoever, people that make you feel empty, people that make you feel used and abused. And I don't want to hate on Tinder, but people in this hookup culture of the internet, like need that instant, you're beautiful. I would kill for you. I'm going to tattoo your name on my face energy. And people think that, in reality that the people they see doing that are so happy and in love when really it's like self-destruction controlling the devil tarot card like chains of bullshit i wanted to go back to what you said um a little while ago where you were talking about um you know people having been hurt and so they guard themselves and they don't put themselves you know out there and have full-on relationships with people And something that I personally struggled with was 
um, before in relationships, I would always be completely open. Like I'm so in love with you. I'm an all in or all out person. And I don't let very many people in. So if I let you in, I'm going to love you so fucking hard. And you're going to be every single thing to me. And the choices that I make, whatever, it's all going to be around making sure that you still love me. And I think a lot of people come from that viewpoint. And then it went to, okay, well, when I did that, when my relationship didn't work out, I'm fucking heartbroken. And I don't know who I am anymore because everything that I was, was to make sure that you were happy. So who am I if I did all those things and I couldn't make you happy? So then I got completely closed off and it closed me off from myself too. So even though I was in a relationship with my husband, I had all of these, like, I'm not going to let you in because eventually you could hurt me too. And I don't want to be hurt. And so I learned when I was doing my shadow work for my own craft and for expanding, you know, my spirituality, I learned that that's just as toxic as making somebody your everything. And that there really is this balance where you can be fully emotionally involved in your friendships, in your relationship, in your whatnot. And you can give somebody loving energy and have a big attachment with them. And at the same time, you can say, I love myself. And these are the things that I need to do for myself. I need to write poetry or I need to do a podcast or, you know, whatever it is, you can have that duality. And then in the communication, and we're talking about love languages, regardless of somebody's love language, communication has to be there and figuring that out. And like, okay, so for me, my communication style is I like acts of service. So if you know that I'm really busy, you know, doing the podcast and working and things, you cleaning the kitchen and taking the trash out for me is like, that shit makes me fucking horny and I'll ride your dick. Like, let's go. <laughs> and for my husband, his is um, like individual time, like, like time like spent that. together. Yeah, quality time. Quality time. And so- we would have these frustrations because I'm busy doing all this shit. You can't even handle the kitchen. And then I, you know, we're laying down in bed and I'm like, oh, finally I can edit this video. And he's like, you don't want to hang out with me. And so, you know, then you're having clashes and you feel unsupported. But in reality, all I have to do is go, oh, okay. So when we are in our bed, I don't have my phone out. And when you're in the house and I'm busy, you can take out the trash or clean the kitchen. Cool. So love languages, it's fucking huge. Big game changer. And, you know, honestly, since um, I've learned so much about connection and just love languages and energy and chakras, I've never actually been in a relationship since I've learned all of these things in depth about myself and like just my life. And I've seen the patterns of where, you know, I was off center with people trying to fulfill needs of theirs that they needed to fulfill them themselves. It wasn't up to me to try to do that. And I think anyone who's listening that maybe feels like they're in an uneven relationship, don't weigh it on the worldly matters, but the ones that weigh in on your heart and your emotions. Like you're not going to remember in like 10 years, you know, who paid the Netflix, but you probably will remember if your partner's like, 
a fucking dick every time they get home from work because of work and they're taking work out on you. You know what I mean? Because like some people don't know how to turn off things and just spend that quality time or spend that energy with their partner. And that's been a disconnect with me and a lot of my connections is they always treated me like their fucking therapist. And I would be trying to like do it for them or something like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, like a mom, like mother them in a way where it's like, you're not doing it right. I'll just do it for you. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that's where I've had to be like, look, I can give you advice if you ask for it and you're wholeheartedly going to take it to heart, but don't just ask me for advice and then do the fucking opposite. Don't ask for a reading and then do the opposite. Don't pay for a reading and then do the opposite. You know, it's like, some things resonate deeper than others, but if you would just get out of your own way nine times out of 10 and just be vulnerable or say what's on your mind versus tiptoeing around it or being passive aggressive or whatever, you would get a lot further in connections and work and wherever. And I just think learning these things about yourself shows you like your puzzle piece and what you bring to that table. And then you know, someone else might be like a corner piece because they're like a foundation and they provide and they protect, but someone else in the middle piece might get lost in the sauce because it's hard to find the middle pieces, right? Like you have to be able to know what pieces you're bringing to this puzzle and like where that all fits together. And I love like balance in a way where it's like, if you make my life easier by just being you, we got something going. And I feel like Gemini does that for me. Like she makes my life easier because some of the things that I wasn't comfortable with, like she's extremely comfortable with. And like some of the things that she's not comfortable with, I'm extremely comfortable with. So it's like that balance of like, well, we don't both have to be doing the same thing. Like energy is better directed doing the things that you like to do, that you're good at, that you're naturally drawn to versus trying to make a bunch of puzzle pieces fit. Like if you know, that you don't want to do yard work like and that's something your partner's gonna do like then you're doing laundry or you're doing something else like it's a balance it's not well I do the laundry because what about them fucking 95 degree days when someone's out there cutting grass like you know so many people take shit for granted and I think that's where so many relationships fail is because you're taking your partner for granted and the pieces that they bring and instead of seeing what you bring seeing yourself as like on a pedestal you're exclusively only thinking about them and their needs but actively pushing them away with your own needs i love that i also wanted to point out that while we're talking about like a give and take and whatnot there's a difference between being a bum and being a work in progress i feel like there is okay so we we have all of these stories and we know well, when we first got together, we didn't have anything and we built blah, blah, blah. We had all these struggles, this happened. And so you see these relationships where things worked out in the end, but they had struggles. And I think that we have this tendency to romanticize relationships when in them and say, oh, well, it's just a, you know, they're just not motivated right now, but in the future, we're going to have all this and that. And the difference is that somebody can be broke, but they can work 
really fucking hard. And you know that they're putting in so much effort. You guys are putting in effort to build something. You dream things together and you actively put energy into manifesting that reality. And then you have a bum where they don't work or they don't want to work or, or they won't go and apply for jobs that elevate them because they've had this one job and it pays the whatever. And they're usually not very considerate to you. And you come home at the end of the day and they expect that you've done everything. That's a fucking bum. How somebody treats you and their own goals, how somebody treats their own goals is how they're going to treat you. If they're not trying to evolve, they're not trying to do better. They're not trying to increase the abundance they're going to do that same thing with your relationship you'll only ever get here and then it's too uncomfortable to do the other things they'll have to learn new things they'll have to expand abilities and that's going to be too much so I really suggest analyzing those relationships and not romanticizing and not going oh well they could change and they could do better because they're not showing you that they do that in any other area of their life. So what makes you so fucking special that you're more important than somebody's personal goal for their life? You know, I personally see so many people that just have longevity of a connection. Like they've known each other for a long time. They have history. There's nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And they think that that's fixing everything. Like, oh, well, we've been together for five years. Like, who else would I be with? What else would I do or you know, whatever people's, whatever they do, but it's like, you grow more complacent over time. If you are not pushing boundaries, pushing yourself, setting boundaries, elevating, questioning, transmuting. If you don't spend any time throughout your whole fucking existence, reflecting and actually taking accountability, you're not going to be happy. You're just not going to be. And it doesn't matter what amount of money or, you know, even like plastic surgery these days or like whatever it is people think will make them happy. You know, if I just had this, I would be happy. No, baby, you won't be happy until you take accountability for all the ways that you're being your own worst enemy, all the ways that you're biting your tongue, all the ways that you're not stepping out of your comfort zone. Well, I don't want to go to the gym because, you know, there's people there get the fuck over it. Like if you're unhappy with the way that you look, quit making excuses for it. Like the more uncomfortable you are, the more you're going to get shit done so you can leave, right? Like see it from a higher perspective. It's like, well, if you had it at your home, you probably still wouldn't do it. Like most people buy like an exercise bike or something and put it in their living room and then never use it, right? Like I've done that as well. Like I'll buy something and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll definitely use that. And then you buy it and like, you don't ever use it. And example, the fucking air fryer. I maybe use that air fryer like 12 times total in the year that I've had it. And it's like, cool. But like now I have this big appliance that really wasn't necessary to my life. It wasn't as amazing as everybody made it sound like. And it's just like, some things have really good marketing. Some things catch on. Some things... Um, are being pushed onto you even. And I just feel like knowing who you are, standing in your power and being certain of what your needs, wants, and goals are is going to connect you deeper and more intimately with your partner, your friends, and your existence. Yes, I love that. And I have a question for you. Yes. Okay, 
when you're going to be going out on a date with somebody, you personally, do you do their birth chart before you get there or while you're at dinner? You know, honestly, like instantly when I start talking to someone, I like instantly love, love when they go ahead and bring up their own Zodiac. They do normally like they go ahead and and throw it out there, which I'm with that. Like we already had that conversation this morning and, um, no, I don't look at their birth chart off top. They actually recommend that you don't, um, for a while. There's people that I've dated. I've never even seen their birth chart. I didn't see it till way later, but I think like the new standard would be like within the first month, I'm going to give you like a month because I don't want to stereotype you, but I, but I definitely want to see your chart. The fuck you don't want to stereotype. You have such a specific type. It's fucking ridiculous. And though, like the off, the direct polar opposite of that could also be something too. Like, it's weird for me because What do you mean the polar? No, wait, wait, wait. We're not just skipping over this. So you like convict looking tat blasted. I'm going to pick you up and rail you. But also I want to know all of your deep inner perspectives and your fucking love languages. And I want to be so romantic. But then the opposite of that is literally like what Urkel? No, like, like a pretty boy, I would say would be the opposite of that. Like someone who doesn't have that representation about themselves like someone who looks ideally normal looks like they're I don't see it I don't I don't see it I don't I don't well I have totally dated both so there well, we're talking about elevating not going back to the stinky straight lace energy <laughs> no I'm just kidding <laughs> I'm just saying that the bad boys have my heart but you never know I'm not I'm not putting a box on the universe Every pretty boy listening to this is like, so you're saying I got a chance. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm like so stuck on one type of person. I'll just say that I'm highly attracted to a type of person, but I'm not going to say that that's the only person that I would ever date because honestly, every person I've ever dated, they all are very extremely different. Like they're all polar opposites of each other. Maybe like a common denominator in there was like, drugs alcohol and partying but then on like the higher levels of it like some of them you know grew up in a trailer or some of them grew up in a mansion like some of them ate out of a silver spoon and some of them did heroin out of a silver spoon <laughs> you know what I mean? like, <laughs> you never know you never know like I've dated some fucked up people in the world and even worse like who they became right like dated them a long time ago and then who they became so it's like I'm extremely blessed to be single, solid foundation built, and I'm not seeking a partner for those stability needs. And so that really puts me in a level playing field of like, anything's possible. What needs are you needing a partner for, Paige? Oh, there's some. There's some things (laughs) that you can't do alone. I can't. I love you. (laughs) All right, you all. We are so excited for what's coming to Look It Like a Lollipop. We are doing some new ways of 
innovating on Patreon. So go join our Patreons because if not, you're missing out. You're missing out on Gemini's fire outfit and all the things. And we both, so both of our Patreons, um, we put the podcast on for select tiers every week that an episode drops. But for the month of August, we actually released um, the episode with Witchy Wisdoms on Patreon for you guys to watch. And we made it available for every single tier. So you guys could, if finances are something you're taking into consideration, we both offer really inexpensive tiers that you guys could join and just get to interact with us and see the kind of content that we do because you guys hang out with us here on the podcast, but Rampage and I are, we're so different with the content that we do, but it's always, I mean, it's the same energy that you guys get here where I feel like things are so cohesive, even though they're very different. Like um, Rampage is super educational with like, her tarot segments and I love your daily affirmations and um, she puts a lot of energy into that and then I've got different educations about like witchcraft specifically and things like that so we really come at spirituality from two different ways that balance each other out and it would be my suggestion to at least join those smaller tiers and just start interacting with us there and getting, I don't know, I feel like different energy perspectives and different perspectives on the spirituality just in general and friendship. Yeah. And ever since my Instagram was hacked for my business and deleted on top of Facebook's algorithm is trash. I don't even post on those platforms now. So the only places you can really find me is TikTok and Patreon. And I feel like Patreon exclusively is going to be that platform that that catches everyone by surprise and that down the road your favorite creators are going to be on there. So download the app, at least check it out. There's a lot of content that is unfiltered and different you're not getting it anywhere else you're not going to see it anywhere else we're not those people that get people to subscribe and then post it three months later to the public like no there's stuff I posted in January February and March and if you join now you get those archives so Patreon is definitely a growing platform where there's archives there's organization there's intention and we're not just like lollygagging on there it's not just like a status update like we're putting a lot of energy into it behind the scenes also this month on patreon i'm doing a zoom session for the entire community it doesn't matter what tier you're on it's going to be live i'm going to do live readings i'm going to take questions we're going to communicate we're going to get to know everyone people can network they can then go off the platform and make friends or whatever but it's going to be really awesome and i'm really looking forward to that it's at the end of september so you have all the time in the world to join and we are just forever grateful to every single person who's tuning in who's supporting the podcast who's sharing who left a review like any of that it really does matter it helps us and we will not forget it we don't forget it and i notice things and i may not say things but i notice things and i see who likes things and shares and comments and like it may not mean a lot to some people but I literally try to catch every comment and like interact with everyone whether it's on TikTok 
whether it's on Instagram, I don't care. Like I'm all about meeting and making community. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it. The more that you guys can like the podcast, that you can leave a review, that you can share it, it reaches more people. And like we said in the beginning, when you're doing a podcast, you are your, or at least us, we're our own marketers. We do everything by ourselves. We, I mean, every, everything we've done has been out of our own pocket and you guys just putting your energy into leaving a review or sharing it with a friend literally gives back that energy to us tenfold. And we are so excited for witchy season, spooky season, about to get all the fucking pumpkin stuff out. I cannot wait to wear a flannel. Can't wait to light a fire and bring all this heat to look at like a lollipop. So we love you all. And we will be back in Candyland soon. Bye.